Well, them folks, you know, they always got to pay attention to our movements, what we think, what we say, how we feel, you know, because they got to study us. And, you know, we know that Supreme Court decision that recently came down that said that affirmative action is no more in college admissions. Well, we are doing something they did not expect. See, they expected us to go crazy. They expected us to wild out. They expected us to go out there and march and what a white supremacist would normally say about black folks. They would expect us to chimp out and we did no such thing. It was paid attention so much so that in the Washington post, they had to post a whole article about our reaction to affirmative action. Now this article itself was written by a guy by the name of Aaron Blake. Let's get into this because we definitely got to, put our spin on it. So Aaron say he had wrote about how the Supreme court's recent decisions, despite heavy criticism from Democrats seem unlikely to spark a significant backlash. Certainly not on the scale of the decision that overturned Roe versus Wade last year. And that backlash had nothing to do with black people. That particular backlash happened with white women. Black women wasn't tripping about that. Not at all, because we understood as a community Roe versus Wade was used as a tool of extinction in our community. And it was great that they overturned Roe versus Wade for our community. Now they expecting us to go crazy about affirmative action, but this is what he says. He says here, continuing on the contrary, perhaps the court's most monumentous decision this year, severely restricting the use of affirmative action in college admissions was arguably quite popular is it now arrives more data to bolster the point. You say what the data also suggests that even black Americans are unlikely to strongly object. They say the data say from the economist slash you go poll conducted as the Supreme court's decision shows Americans approving it more than two to one. They said that's finding a line with surveys conducted before the decision, including from the Washington post and the CBS news, is they will show more than six in 10 Americans supported the idea of banning the use of race and ethnicity in admissions. Another poll conducted as a decision and say for ABC news showed Americans approved of it by 20 point margins. It was particularly striking about the economist. YouGov poll is how black Americans responded and say, indeed more of them actually approved of the decision more than four in 10 than disapproved for fewer than four in 10. It said, and more black Americans strongly approved 31% than disapproved 26%. It said the finding is also in line with previous polling. Say while polls have long shown black Americans in favor for innovation, action, it said the Washington post, uh, scar school polls showed nearly half 47% supported banning the use of race and ethnicity in admissions as if you dig a little deeper. So you begin to see why that may be. It said the lack of a perceived personal connection to the policy. It said the YouGov poll also asked people whether they felt affirmative action. It said it had an impact on them. It's just 19% and said black Americans felt it had, which is literally nothing. And just 11% of those who felt that way said it was a hell positive effect on them. So basically we all know as a community, the majority of our community know affirmative action was nothing, nothing at all. Now I said earlier this year, Pew asked, it said people are battery of questions about affirmative action and efforts to increase diversity while black Americans were more likely to view affirmative action as positive than negative fewer than half 46% said it was mainly positive. 20% said it was negative. 
and say, while the remainder saw it as mixed or said it made no difference. And there was even less perceived upside at the personal level, asking more broadly about efforts to increase racial and ethnic diversity rather than specifically about affirmative action. It inquired whether people felt they had advantaged or disadvantaged by such policies. I just 20% of black Americans said they felt such policies had put them at an advantage and strikingly it's a significantly more 35% actually said they felt such policies had put them at a disadvantage. And we'll get into talking about that. He said this was more than any other racial group tested. Now, let me tell you the beauty of affirmative action going away and it needs to go away completely. The beauty is this two people, no more can blame black people for their failure. One, the Asian community. The Asian community, people who can't get into a college because they think that just because they had a high GPA in school and a high SAT score, or ACT score, and we don't know if you cheated or not, they feel they're entitled to get in certain schools. And it's not just about a score in a test. It's not just about a GPA. They look at your community activity. They, do, they look at things you did in schools. They look at your essay. They look at your story. They look at a whole lot of things to let you in. And now you can't have anyone that's in the Asian community saying that, Oh, well, I didn't get in because they let black people in. That's number one. Number two, the white supremacists. Since they have removed affirmative action, college admissions, now the white supremacists can't say that they didn't get into a school because of black people. The white supremacists are now spotlighted right now with legacy admissions. See when affirmative action was in place, y'all had your legacy admissions and nobody was even bothering y'all. Nobody was even mentioning the term legacy admissions. But see, when you go out here and try to purposely hurt black people on, <laughs> and you hurt yourself in the process, See, y'all try to say y'all so smart and, and, and you realize that you're not smart because if you were smart, you'd have left the policy alone and you'd have kept your legacy admissions. See your legacy admissions and how you was getting in black people had nothing to do with that. Black people weren't even mentioning your situation, but you were so stupid and you gas up the Asian community, you put money behind them, you put them on the forefront, you're going to use them as your people of color representation, right? To go do what happened. And black, see, black people, we already knew affirmative action didn't benefit us. We got nothing out of affirmative action. Remember what Dr. Claude Anderson said when we played that in the podcast the other day? Let's go ahead and replay that again. And that's what's been going on through history with black folk. They keep taking the sham out, you see, leaving the poo in. So this morning, we're going to do a little shampooing, okay? And we're going to start off and show you, take you right through history again, through a second segment of history, and we're going to start dealing with some of the issues about reparation. And everything I tell you <laughs> must be taken in that context if you really, truly are going to understand the nature of reparations. That's the only way you're going to do it. You must understand the nature of it. And what it's saying is this, what I'm saying to you, is that reparation is not a nicety. It's not something nice to have for black folk. It is now an absolute necessity. If you do not get reparations soon, black folk, as I told you before, are through. Reparation is not a nicety, it's a necessity. Now, I first wrote my book, 
black labor, white wealth. That's what I was telling you then. That's, that's been seven years ago. When I wrote the first affirmative action plan in the United States in 1971 that Bush, just, Jed Bush just killed in Florida, as you've all been reading about in the paper, I wrote that plan in 1971 as reparations for black folk. And nobody was giving anything to black folk for reparations at that time, but it was killed off within six months. It was converted over to and converted to things for minority women, children, gay, handicapped, midgets, humpbacks, everybody else. Everybody but black folk. And it was diluted down and black folk got nothing out of it. So affirmative action was dead six months after I put it on the, put it on the floor. But now they've been given the pretense that somehow they've had affirmative action all these years. And they haven't had anything for black folk. Black folk haven't gotten anything out of affirmative action. And so in a way, I'm glad that affirmative action is now dead. I want them to bury it, you know, and throw flowers, commemorate, and let it go. And I want black folks to go to reparations. Because that's the only way. you got to have reparations. There's no other choice. Dr. Claude Anderson told us to let affirmative action die. And we are happy with the Supreme Court because it's going to die. We are happy about that. And we're focused on lineage-based reparations. That's all we're focused on. See, I'm the guy that say this. Roll back all them policies. Roll them all back. Matter of fact, you can get rid of welfare, get rid of food stamps, get rid of Section 8, get rid of everything. Let's just go to, just, let's go to a complete system of merit. And let's see who can perform. At that point. And see, let me tell you something else, white supremacist. Now, when you're trying to push this marriage system, when you get something and we and people can see that you didn't earn it, it's going to be more eyes on you now. You understand? Because see, you can't get in certain things anymore and people not paying attention. Well, how you got in? What was your test scores? How did you get this business loan? How did you do this? How did you do that? Understand if we go on by Mary, because looking at you, you don't belong here. You're also focused to trying to hurt black people. And at the end of the day, you hurt yourself and see one thing that these other groups outside of the white supremacists don't realize is that you have been living so good for so long and you didn't have to fight anything. You didn't have to kick down doors to get in colleges. You don't have to kick down doors to be able to do this and do that. You don't have to do anything. You just walk right in here and live your American dream. And when these white supremacists start rolling everything back, see, we not y'all. We know how to build our own institutions. We have built institutions. We know how to do for self. We don't need the white supremacists like that. We built America. You, on the other hand, you put everything in the white supremacist's hand. You need him. And I want to see how well you perform now. I want to see all of you. Since you can't use affirmative action no more to say something about black people. I don't want to hear nothing about black people now. Because now black people are out your way. You have no excuse. None. The last podcast we covered. When the people in the Asian community was talking about how they were fired from jobs for literally not doing anything wrong. How they was talking about the one guy say he was grinding his teeth that night and having anxiety and all kinds, all the effects of white supremacy was happening to them and how they said that they're not even looked at when it comes to the conversation about discrimination because you teamed up with white supremacy. But it goes for any of you. You sit up here 
and attack black people and watch how we will be okay. Listen, I'm telling you, we are experienced in this. We have been used to being attacked, ostracized, things stolen from us. And guess what happened to black people? We just keep going. We, we rebuild. We keep moving. We understand the system. We understand the game, but let, but let the white supremacists do to y'all what they have done to us. Could you imagine the white supremacists going to Chinatown and burning it to the ground? Ima imagine the white supremacists doing that. You think they would go and rebuild that? No, they'd be running back to their homeland. Cause that's exactly what they would do. Imagine the white supremacists going in there and just taking everything from them. They wouldn't fight back. They will cower down and just deal with it and be looking at us to come by and save them. But once again, the, the superheroes are done. The, the, this Avengers team that we have as black America, we done. The Avengers are done. We are not assembling to help you because you chose all of you chose to side with them folks. You chose that. And that's fine. Now I want to see you on your own and doing what you got to do. We don't care what they roll back. Look, they can go tomorrow and talk about food stamps if they want. They can take that away. Black people go eat. They can go take away section eight and housing tomorrow. Black people going to find a place to stay. I promise you we, we'll be good. Welfare, take that away. We will be good. Anything they, they want to roll back, we will be good. But see, this new America that, that these other groups are going to start experiencing is an America without these protections. And then they're going to lament about these protections they once had. And once again, they're going to come to you and try to say, hey, black people, we, we hear what you're talking about. Man, they, they, are, they are racist. They are discriminatory. Try to tell you, but we don't want to hear that. Go over there, handle it. Get out there with your signs, protest, deal with the race soldiers like we had to deal with them in Ferguson and 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 Baltimore and all the other places we had to deal with the right white supremacists, police forces. Deal, go go deal, go do what you got to do. We'll sit it. We'll sit at home and watch you. Show us how it's done because a lot of you have said that we complain too much about racism, that we just need to go to work, right? We need to work hard. That's all we need to do. And we will make it in America. But, but last podcast, the Asian community basically was saying how they're sabotaged. They were financially sabotaged by the white supremacists, because if you're doing the work, you should get the promotion, right? But the white supremacist is, is the master at financial sabotage, not allowing you to get a job, just keeping you relegated to a worker, that's sabotage. But as long as you are working for the white supremacist, that's you're going to have to deal with that. But when you create your own institutions, you don't have to deal with that. The issue is you other groups really don't want to create your own institutions. You want to just sit there and be underneath the white supremacist. See, see, we are good. We got HBCUs who that's what we want to, to do. We don't have to go to them people's schools. We had people like LeBron James come out of high school and didn't even go to their college. Went straight to the NBA. 
and dominated. Like people like Kevin Garnett came straight out of high school. Kobe Bryant came straight out of high school. Them brothers were coming out of high school doing so well, they had put a stop to brothers coming out of high school. They changed whole laws to sabotage brothers because they was not making money at the collegiate level. They were complaining and say, wait a minute, y'all letting them come directly from high school to the NBA. We're losing money. You got to let them come here at least for two years and then they can go to the NBA. I mean, this, this is what they do to try to stop black people when they figure out the system and, and everything. And, that, and that's just on the, the sports level. Black people, man, we, we have done some great things in America without affirmative action. We build many, many towns, not neighborhoods, towns in this country. And the reason why we don't have those towns, not because we wasn't working hard. No, we don't have the towns because of the white supremacist sabotage and terrorism is why we don't have those towns today. Do you realize how insulting it is for these foreigners to come into this country? a country you built and wag their finger at you and say, you didn't work hard. The, the, the United States of America wouldn't even exist if you didn't work hard. The innovation of the United States of America would not exist if you didn't work hard. If you wasn't smart, you should be hella offended when a foreigner coming to your country and tell you, you didn't work hard or you're not working hard. No one, they don't know what you're doing, but they sitting up here in a comfortable position. But if you go research the homeland, where they from, if, if you were so smart, why, why are you not smart over there? If you work so hard, why did you have to leave where your homeland is at and come over here wagging your finger? Like you're better. You're not better coming in here as a foreigner. If anything, you should be happy and appreciative that you are allowed to come in here as a foreigner. You should be happy and appreciative to say, you know what? Black America, if it wouldn't been for them. I wouldn't have an opportunity to come here and live good. Cause in my homeland, I was living horribly. Cause I always remember, and I tell all these other groups, this before our fight, it was nobody but Europeans being allowed to come into this country. That's why there's so many more of them than any other group. They came in the millions to this country. They weren't allowing all these other groups to come in. They did not except a small amount to be workers for them. They were too lazy to get themselves out there in the sun and do the actual work. Don't ever let nobody tell you, you didn't work hard. Everyone in my family were hard workers and smart workers. I wouldn't be here today. If it wouldn't been for the hard work and, 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 and innovation of my family lineage. I wouldn't have been put in the position to create what I have created. And it wouldn't been for them. If they were just so lazy and dusty and bummy. And a lot of you that listen right now who are here in America, you are where you at that's doing great today because your family was hardworking. Your family instilled in you great work ethic. They instilled in you morals. They instilled in you character that take you a lot further than just some hard work will. We cannot allow no foreigner to come in here 
and tell us that as a black American, that we're lazy. And surely the white supremacist is the last one I'm going to listen to about hard work and lazy. Please. They are the last ones you need, need to acknowledge. They are the laziest group on the planet earth. They still trying to get other groups of people to do their work for them. We're not the main people they go and get to do their work, but it's the Latinos. And they want the Latinos in the sun doing all their work, picking their fruits and, and doing their construction and not paying the Latinos. So who's lazy? Look at, look at Florida right now. Ron DeSantis has opened up a lot of jobs for these so-called hardworking people. And they still not taking those jobs. They said the Latinos are stealing all their jobs or even blacks stealing all their jobs. Ron DeSantis has opened up a lot of jobs in Florida for you right now. And you still won't go your behind over there to Florida or even those of you who are in Florida won't go over there and take those jobs that Latinos said, okay, well, sure. I got to leave. I can't be here. No, Ron DeSantis actually pulled your card and showed how lazy you are again. So don't you ever even have a conversation with a white supremacist about hard work. If they even try to debate with you about you should just work hard, block them, block them. That's like, that's like somebody who don't have a job, who live at their mama house trying to give you financial advice. Why, why would you even listen to them? Wouldn't you dismiss a person like that? Like, dude, you live with your mama. You 50 years old living with your mama. You trying to tell me about some money, man. I don't want to hear, bro, please. That's how you got to treat the white supremacy when they talking about hard work. Cause they never worked hard a day in their lives. We have been the hard worker. We have been the builder and they're still maintaining who they are off of us too. This is why they get threatened. If black people say, you know what? We gonna do things on our own. If black people say, you know what? I'm going to get away from and leave. If that's what black people want to do, black people should have to do whatever they want to do. If they want to stay here, if they want to leave, that's their prerogative. My thing is, if you're going to stay here, then you need to build something. Don't be staying up here and then just still being need the white supremacist. You talking about, you're going to, you're going to ride something out. We'll ride something out by building something. Stop begging them people for jobs, create your own jobs, create your own grocery stores, create your own schools, create your own everything. Be self-sufficient like our ancestors were. Because with a lot of things that you have done as, as, as black America, you're not honoring the ancestors because the ancestors built things on their own. They built schools. They built movie theaters. They built all that. You're not building anything today. You're just trying to be comfortable. And that's why a lot of you have gotten lazy. Now you have gotten lazy in the area of building. I agree with that. You have definitely got lazy. You don't want to build anything anymore. You still, you want to depend on the white supremacist. Don't want you to build something unless he, he really start taking everything from you. And I'm, I'm in support of him taking it. I hope the Supreme court take more, more of them set asides away so we can get black people in line to start doing for ourselves. Like we always have. I want to see all our top tier black athletes going to the HBCUs and not going to no PWIs because this is what they'll do. They'll make sure the school is majority white. They'll let some Asians in, you know, after that, you know, maybe a couple of blacks, a couple of Hispanics, right? 
but you're going to see a lot less black folks on the campus. But, but all the basketball team going to be nothing but blacks. The football team going to be majority black. No, they, they should go to the HBCUs and let them people have their schools. You know, their schools will get broke overnight if black people stop playing sports for them. Like, you know what? Go ahead, y'all play y'all, y'all own teams. Let's see how that works out for you. Even I said before, even them folks don't want to see their own people playing sports. They don't want to keep watching a five-on-five basketball game with, with their own people. They don't want to watch that. They don't want to watch their own people with football. They don't want to watch that. They don't. But the only way that we're going to get black people to start moving more toward our institutions is that the Supreme Court going to have to start taking more things away from black people. That's all. So Roe v. Wade, good job, Supreme Court. Affirmative action, good job, Supreme Court. What else are you going to take away? Because it wasn't benefiting us no way. It was benefiting uh, uh, Becky and them. We're going to really see how smart certain people are. Cause you can't use the boogeyman of the, uh, anymore saying the black man or the black woman is stopping you from getting in college. See, they think they pegged us. They think they know how we're going to react. Even the Democrats expected us to act a fool. No, we good. Lineage based reparations is the only thing that we're going to focus on. The only thing that we feel that we know is deserved due to the hard work of black people in America. That's our focus. Lineage based reparations. You could take it all. I don't care. What are you doing this to the voting rights act? You can take that if you want. Don't care. We've been voting all the time. We've been voting. Whether it's a Democrat or Republican, what have we really gotten out of it? Black people went vote for their first black president, Bill Clinton. And what they got of that vote? A 1994 crime bill that mass incarcerated black people. But that's a Democrat that put that in. But but we but we as a community, we come mass vote for Democrat. The voting rights bill. They gutted that. When the Democrats were in control of the House and Senate. Did they go codify that? Did they say, okay, well, let's codify this. Nope. Every time it was time for something for black people, you blame Joe Manchin, you blame Christian Cinema. Those two people. Those two people is the ones that you blamed. Christian Cinema and Joe Manchin, why you couldn't do nothing for black people. Two, two individuals is what held up everything. No, it wasn't that. It was just an excuse that you were using at that time period. And black folks are like looking at like, what's the point of supporting y'all? Y'all not doing nothing for us. Affirmative action we see has benefited not only Becky, but it's benefited, you know, the Asians and, and, and foreign other foreigners. It's benefited them. It's not benefiting us. Y'all using affirmative action and H one B visas to undermine American citizens. And the thing that we need to start rejecting is to, and, and, and really talk, talking about this more is this H-1B visas. There's a lot of American citizens right here that can do jobs. You don't have to be importing people from different countries to go to school or 
to do certain jobs in Silicon Valley, et cetera, when you got a lot of Americans right here that can do the jobs. And any country of people will feel that way. If you bring a bunch of Americans to somebody's country while other people are sitting with degrees at home that can work a job in Silicon Valley and they're high and they're bringing you in at a cheaper rate, how do you think those people are going to feel? Well, people say, wait a minute, I'm a citizen of this country. I deserve that job. Not, not all these people coming in just cause they try to save a buck. But affirmative action, they can wither on the vine. We good in black America, but will everybody else be good outside of black America? And this affirmative action decision is going to really show people who's really getting in by merit and who really got in by cheating, who got in by legacy admissions. How y'all really getting in because you can't blame black folks anymore.